Welcome to the Moonlight of Amuna, Parshas Bamidbar, Shvuis. This week's learning should be as Chus for a full Shlem for Chana Mashbas Vilcher, Ratzbas Rachel, Shmuel Shneizami, Nechavichab, Menachem Mordechai, Ben Ophir, Chaya Bastova, Frayim Ben Yafa, Mikhaim Ben Saru, Chama Peramakalea, Bas Chana Saral, and Lilishmas Henya Basichil Mechel. So we're going to spoke, focus on Shvuis because anyway, in Chutzlarts, we're learning Parshas Bamidbar this week, and in Eretz Yisrael, Parshas Nasai. Shvuis is one thing we have in common, bring Klal Yisrael together. So I saw a beautiful idea. I hope I can do it some justice in the Sarayal. Lothim by Rav Ephraim Tversky of Chicago. A really beautiful idea on Shvuas. A little bit of a sense of what Matan Torah means to us, what Shvuas, the Yontav of Shvuas means to us. I'm going to try to do it justice in the uh, 15 minutes or so that we have. There's a Gemara. The Gemara in, in Shabbos, it's also in the, uh, Shabbos Pezayin, it's also in Yavamas. We just recently had it. Those are doing Daf Yemi and Daf Samach Beis. Uh, similar version. The Gemara says over there that there were three things that Moshe Rabbeinu did on his own. The Hiskem Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Hashem agreed to him. And the first one of those is He added another day. Shavuos was supposed to be a day earlier. The Matan Torah was supposed to be given a day earlier, which would have been on Friday. And instead, Moshe pushed it off another day. He pushed it off another day so that it was given on Shabbos. And the Gemara goes on to explain that he made a drush from the pasuk. It says. Um, he says that today should be like tomorrow, just like that had the night before. Okay, it's not so important for our purposes exactly what the drush is, but he based it on a pasuk that he felt that he should push it off one day. He should give the Jews an extra day of purity uh, in order that the Torah should be given a day later. And as a result of that, everybody agrees that the Torah was given on Shabbos. Now, Toysvis asks over there that... It doesn't sound. It says that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't mean daito. The hiskim Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Hashem agreed to him. Tosis asks that since he learned it from a pasuk, it's not really midaito. What does it mean that Moshe midaito means that Moshe Rabbeinu did something midaito from his own knowledge and Hashem agreed to him? If he darshan the pasuk, it's not really midaito. That's how Chazal. That's how we know most of the halachas that we know because Chazal darshan psukim. So Moshe Rabbeinu darshan the pasuk the same way that we always do. That's not midaito. Midaito sounds like I came up with this idea on my own and Hashem said, "Oh, that's a good idea, right?" And the Gemara on the Daf before in, in Shabbos says that everybody agrees that the Kuli Alma B'Shabbos in the Torah. Everybody agrees that Shabbos, the Torah was given on Shabbos. So the question is also: we see that Moshe pushed it to Shabbos. Everybody agrees that it was Shabbos. Uh, so there's there's there must be some reason, some connection between Shabbos and Matan Torah, Kabbalah Torah, that to the point that everybody agrees, right? The Gemara uses this language: the Kuli Alma B'Shabbos in the Torah. Leisro that everybody agrees that must be something uh, important about this. Okay now. Now let's just mention two, a couple of other things, and we'll try, tie this all together. Uh, the, the Gemara in Psachim on Daf Samaches says that Rabbi Yosef says. Uh, Rav Yosef on the day of, of Shavuos would say uh, make for me a special uh, third born calf and he would say, and, and, and he had other things that he wanted to do it was a very special day, very celebratory he was in a very celebratory mood and he said he, Omar, he said if not for this day Shavuos because we have the Torah and what Torah did to my life how many Joes there are in the street Right, that's what the Gemara says and the question is it should have said Rav Yosef should have said if not for the Torah, I would just be a regular Joe. What do you mean this day? Why this day? Why the why the uh, emphasis on this day? As long as Hashem gave the Torah, what's the difference? What day it was given? Uh, why? Would, what, what's the day? What the, the day that it was given? Why is that important? That He says Eloi If not for this day. And it's also a little bit strange that Rabbi Yosef would talk that way. Because of this day, I became such a big Talmud Chacham. It sounds like Gaiva. And obviously that can't be what a great Tzaddik and Amor like Rabbi Yosef would say. Also, another point we have to bring up, and then we have one more, and then we'll, we'll put, start pulling it together. That we have... Uh, 
we, we know that there's a minute to say Lane Megillus Rus on Shvuis, and many reasons are given uh, uh, for this, and uh, Rav Tursky offers another one also in a minute, and then we also have this idea in Parshas of Yishlach, when Yaakov, then before he's about to encounter Esav, we know, Vayivaser Yaakov Levada, Yaakov remained alone, Vayavik Ish Imai, and a man uh, who we later find that it was a Malach, fought with him, Adalai until the morning. It sounds like the, the it was it what, what precipitated the fight was that Yaakov remained alone and because otherwise the Torah could have really just said that Yaakov got into a fight with this with this Malach why, did, why does the Torah make emphasize Vayivaser Yaakov Levad that Yaakov remained alone Vayavik Ishimai and then a man started to to uh, fight with him Adalosa Shachar so we have to understand why is it why is it that that Yaakov being alone is what precipitated this fight we also know that wh- who was this Malach this Malach was the Sar Shalasev and there's a Machlekes in the Gemara and Chulin. If, how did he appear to Yaakov? Did he appear as a non-Jew or did he appear as a Talmud Chacham? And we have to understand what, what that seems a little strange. Yaakov gets into this fight and we're not sure how he appeared as a non-Jew or as a, or as a Malach. I'm sorry, or as a, or as a Talmud Chacham. So let's take a step back and understand in human nature, if you ask somebody you, a very common thing, you sit down at a wedding, you say, what do you do? Who are you, right? So a person will tell you, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer. Uh, you'll, you'll hear people describe other people. He's a very wealthy man. Oh, he's a, he's a tzaddik. This guy's a bad guy. Oh, Nebuch, he's down on his luck. That's how people describe each other people. He's a Talmud Chacham. He's an Amaretz. He's successful. This guy's a loyutzlach. He has no, he has no uh, mazel, right? They don't, they, 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 we, we, we tend to identify people by certain uh, external. Now, these could be major parts of our life, right? If a person went to medical school and spent a lot of years training as a doctor. He likes to identify himself as a doctor. But when you ask who he is, oh, he's a doctor, that's not really true. That's a superficial thing. He's somebody who's been trained and that's what he does for a living. But it's not who he is. What's the real uh, description that a person should, should if, if a person was being honest and, we, and somebody asks you who you are, any Jew should answer the same thing. I'm an Oyvid Hashem. I'm a servant of Hashem. That's my job. Now, that that might include me at some points going out to work as a doctor or as a lawyer. It might be that my job in this world to serve Hashem, Hashem put me here to to, to serve Hashem as a rich person, as a poor person. As right, there, there are many things. I, maybe I fail in part of my mission. Maybe I succeed in other parts. But my identity, the essence, the core of who I am is I'm an Oyvet Hashem. I'm here to serve Hashem. That's who I am. All the other things are descriptive ways in, in, in what happens in life as part of that. But who I am at my core, who I, who, who I am, my essence, I'm an Oyved Hashem. Because our neshamas, our souls inside of us, that's all they want to do is they want to serve Hashem. Now, they're put into different physical forms with different physical circumstances, so there's different ways that that comes through. But what, who we are, if we drill down to our essence, we are people who want to, who want to do what Hashem wants us to do. If we could be conscious of that all the time, if we knew that who we really are, Oiv De Hashem, then we wouldn't be we wouldn't be affected so easily by our surrounding surroundings. Even if we were someplace where the surroundings were not conducive to being Oiv uh, Hashem. We would, he would ask himself in every situation, okay, what does God want from me right now? What does Hashem want me to do right now in every situation? So when he's home with his family, he's an Oyved Hashem. How does my Hashem want me to interact with my family? When he's in the base Medrash with his Chavrusa, he's an Oyved Hashem. How do I learn now? When he's at work, he's an Oyved Hashem. And when he's walking in the street, he's an Oyved Hashem. He's always an Oyved Hashem. The circumstances can change. And what it is that exactly that Hashem wants from me right now could change. But well, who am I at my core? I'm, I'm a servant of Hashem. And everything that I'm faced with in life my thought is, how do I serve Hashem? What does Hashem want from me in these circumstances? 
even if we if we have a slip and we do an avera, our response should be, okay, what does Hashem want me to do this? Do with this right now. Learn from it. Do tshuva. Everything I face in life, what does Hashem want from me? That is of somebody who recognized that he is an Ovid Hashem. That that's who I am. That's how I define myself. So that's how he would react to everything. But unfortunately, that's not how most people see themselves. So therefore, when they're in the base medrash or doing a mitzvah, so then they consider themselves to be a Talmud Chacham or, a, or somebody who has, who's a Balmidas. When somebody gets him upset, he's, he, I'm an angry man, right? When, when I'm at work and I'm the boss, I'm a, I'm a Balabayas, I'm somebody important. When I'm walking in the streets and I think, see things I shouldn't and things tempt me that shouldn't tempt me, so then I'm a Baltaiva, I'm somebody who gives in to his, his impulses, right? We redefine ourselves based on the conditions. Instead of recognizing the core essence of who we are and then how that 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 definition should act in those circumstances we redefine ourselves hundreds of times a day even to ourselves, we, we think that way, right? When I had a good davening or a good learning, ah, I feel like such a good tzaddik. When I did an avera, I say, oh, I'm such a rush, I'm so terrible, and I give up, right? When, when, I'm, when I'm successful in business, I say, ah, oh, look at me, I'm, I'm a success. And, I'm, and again, I'm proud of myself. And if I had a bad day at work, I say, oh, I'm so, I'm so unlucky, I'm so, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so unfortunate. So therefore, the number one thing the Yetzirah wants us to do is to forget that we're, a Yetzirah, that we're an Eved Hashem. The Yetzirah wants us to forget that we're an Eved Hashem. He wants us to define ourselves by these externalities. Because this way, we have no consistency. We have no, we're not honest to who we really are. And then he can get us. Therefore, and, and our main job is to fight that. To fight the Yetzirah's attempts to define us by what's going on in our lives at that moment. And to always repeat to ourselves, I am an Oyvet Hashem. And I have to figure out what it is Hashem wants from me in each, in each situation. So now we understand why Yaakov was attacked by this Sar Shalesav or this Talmud Chacham by Yivasa Yaakov Levadi when he was alone. Yaakov was true to himself. He was always Yaakov. He was Yaakov. He was not Yaakov the shepherd. He was not Yaakov the son-in-law of, of Lavan. He was not Yaakov who had been away from home for so long. He was Yaakov. He had no other descriptive terms for himself. He had no external, superficial uh, ways of describing himself. He was Yaakov. He was an Eved Hashem. And because of that, the Satan doesn't like that. He comes and he fights him. By Yaakov, Yaakov remained by himself, meaning I'm just Yaakov. I don't give my, I don't apply any other labels to myself. Now, by that's when the Yitzhara at- attacks him. The Sar Shel Esav, that was, that was who was attacking him, he wants to say, I don't want you to just be Yaakov. I want there to be other people with you. I want you to have other identities as well. I don't like this, that you're true to your one true identity. I want you to have multiple identities. When you're in the base magic, you could be Yaakov. But when you're out in the streets, I want you to be Jack. I want you to be uh, Jake. I want you to be somebody else. I want you to have separate names for yourself when you're in different circumstances. That's why there's a machlik is how the Sar appeared to him as a Talmud Chacham or as a non-Jew. The Sar was trying to show Yaakov, you could sometimes be like a non-Jew, sometimes be like a Talmud Chacham. You don't have to be this consistent Yaakov. You shouldn't be this consistent Yaakov. Some days you're a Talmud Chacham. Look, I appear as a Talmud Chacham. I appear as, as a non-Jew. It depends on the circumstances. But he couldn't defeat Yaakov. Yaakov remained Yaakov Levadeh without any other man with him. But what's interesting is that a little bit later on, when he when he meets Esav, Esav it says what? The Arba Meis Ish Imai. Esav had 400 men with him. He had 400 different identities, Esav. He was he had all different types, depending on the circumstance. Esav was what had was was the warrior, was the jealous brother, was the he identified him, whatever was going on at that moment. He had Arba Meis Ish, he had 400 labels for himself he always identified him by, by himself by what was going on in his life never the true core of who he was 
But Hashem gave us a gift. Six days of the week, were, 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 it's very hard to keep these different identities from creeping in. But there's one day a week that we can block out all of the all the other identities on Shabbos. On Shabbos, I'm not in the business. I'm not in uh, on the street. I'm not. I'm not running here. I'm not running there. Shabbos is the day of the neshama that we think about the fact that we're oiv Hashem. It's a chance to reconnect with our true selves, and that's uh, what the pasuk says. The pasuk tells us, I think this is in Parshas Vayakel. You, I give you my Shabbos. Keep my Shabbos so that you will know that I am Hashem who makes you holy. I'm sorry, it's in Parshish Kisisa, right? But the idea is Ladas, so that you should know. Shabbos, Hashem says, I give you Shabbos, so you should know who you are. You should know that I am Hashem. You should know that our, we have that relationship. You're here to serve me. The, the, the purpose of Shabbos is to give us that Das, that knowledge, to understand a, a, a Jew has to learn his true essence that he's an Ebed Hashem on Shabbos. And that's why Kule al that on Shabbos the Torah was given. Because what's the point of Torah? Torah was given to us so, so that we could be Oyvde Hashem. It's all, what is Torah? Torah is the revelation of God's will. That's what an Oyvde Hashem, we said, the person who recognizes an Oyvde Hashem walks around all day thinking, what does Hashem want from me? Where is that revealed that's revealed in the Torah? The Torah had to be given on Shabbos. But when a person has that knowledge, he, he, he gets that knowledge from learning Torah. Torah is a revelation of Hashem's will. That's how he can, he can identify himself as an as a Oyvde Hashem. Hashem. So Shabbos and Matan Torah have to go together. They serve the same purpose to give a person that das, that knowledge of what of what it is that he's here for. That's why the Gemara said that Hosef Moshe Yom Echod Midaitoi. Right? We were translating as Moshe came up with it on his own. And but then Torah was asked, but what do you mean? You have a Pasuk that he relied on. No, Moshe was saying, I'm giving the one day because I don't want the Torah given on Friday. I'm pushing it to Shabbos because it's all about Daitoi. The point of adding the day is for the to come to the to the purpose of Das, of knowing that you're an Ebed Hashem, that a person has to accept the Torah on Shabbos. It's a time when this Das becomes clear, and the two tools have to come at the same time. Shabbos and Matan Torah are the tools that a person comes to that knowledge, to that das, that, that he's an Eved Hashem. And that's why Rabbi Yosef said, Eloi hai yoyimah dekagorim kama yoyisavik b'shukah. If not for that day, that day of Shabbos, that day of Matan Torah, I would, there'd be many Jews in the street. He wasn't saying I'd be like everybody else. He would say I wouldn't, I didn't, wouldn't know my own identity. There'd be many Jews living inside of me, right? There'd be one Yosef that serves Hashem. There would be one Yosef that's walking in the shuk. There'd be one Yosef in the base medrash. One Yosef that gets angry at things. One Yosef that works, that goes to work. One Yosef that gives in to his taivas. It's because of that day. Rabbi Yosef is pointing out that Matantara given being given on Shabbos on the day of Shabbos. That's what allowed me to realize that I don't have these different personalities. It's all one that I'm an Oyvet Hashem. He wasn't bragging that I'm such a great Talmud Chacham. He's he's saying how fortunate we are because of that day that we have the ability to find out who we really are and to live the life that we truly meant to live. That day taught me who I am. Because of that combination of Matan Torah and Shabbos, that day tells me who I am. And that's maybe one of the, another reason why we read Rus on Shuas. What was, what was the story of Rus? The basic story of Rus. Boaz was the wealthiest person in the world, or wealthiest person in Israel. He was a very, very super wealthy person. He would have been on the Forbes billionaire list, right? Rus was a, was a uh, um, 
a doubt on her luck in the worst possible position where she's walking behind the farmers picking up a little bit of fruit and vegetables that they left. If they were people who would define themselves in the superficial way, there would be no way in the world that they could get married. Right? You can't think of a bigger a bigger gap. It's it's like imagining a billionaire marrying a homeless a homeless person. Right? That's what it was. Boaz was was a billionaire and Ruth, Ruth was homeless. She was picking up food. She was collecting food after the farmers. But that's not how either of them saw themselves. Boaz didn't see himself as a great billionaire. Boaz saw himself as an Oved Hashem. Ruth saw herself as an Oved Hashem. They were on the same plane. The fact that his net worth was several thousand times, a million times her, greater than hers, that was irrelevant. That's not how they defined themselves. They defined themselves as Oved Hashem. They were able to understand that this could be my Zivug. This could be the right person. And therefore, when they had a child, what they name him? You remember what they named him? There was only one possible name they could have named him. It was the only reason they were able to have this child, to bring this child into the world. They named him Oyved. He was an Oyved Hashem. He was a product of people who identified themselves as Oyved Hashem. That was the only name they could give him. Oyved, thinking of yourself as an Oyved Hashem. They wanted to give this child that identity that brought them together, that allowed them to bring him into the world. And who would he go on? He would, he would grow on to be the grandfather of, of David HaMelech, the grandfather of Mashiach. Great-grandfather, but the, 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 he, would, he, would, he would produce Malchus Beis David because they gave him that identity. It was in his name. They really gave him that identity. They fully gave him that identity that he, they couldn't call him anything else. He was Oyved. Only because they saw themselves as Oivde Hashem could they have ever gotten married. And that's what they, incul- they, they inculcated into this child, that you're an Oivde Hashem. That's the only way you should ever see, see yourself. Because if a Jew doesn't see himself that way, he runs the risk of your parents never having gotten together and, and there being no Malchus based David. And so all of this comes together to tell us what is our avoda on Shavuos. On Shavuos, the avoda is to know who we really are, to connect to that. This year we go from Shabbos right into Shavuos, right? Uh, Shabbos ends as, as Shavuos begins. So we still have a connection between these two days. The, the message of Shabbos and the message of Mount Torah, that we have to remind ourselves. All those other things are things we do, things we, we act as at times, but that's not who we are. We are Oivdei Hashem. We are Oivdei Hashem. There's one job. There's not a Joe here and a Joe there. It's Eloi Hai Yoima the Kagorum Kama Yosef Ika Bashuka. This day, these days, Shabbos and Shavuos reveals to us that we, we, we and reminds us and puts into our into our hearts and our minds that this is who we are. And with that, we, we can bring about a new Matan Torah like we're supposed to do every single year and, and bring back the 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 uh, the model that Rus and Boaz started of bringing in the Malchus based David so we should be able to uh, perform this mission, remind ourselves who we really are, and then the natural, just like when Boaz and Rus did it, the natural uh, progression is that it leads us straight to Mashiach ben David. I wish you all a great Shabbos and a great Yantif.